May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. I wonder how many times you've heard the words of this morning's story of the birth of Jesus. How many of you have heard this story at least once in your life? (laughs) How many of you have heard this story probably at least 10 times in your life? How many of you have maybe heard this story 50 times in your life? (laughs) And Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. So often we hear the words of this story and they just kind of fly by because we've heard them more than once or even 50 times. I want to ask you all this morning, and I invite you to participate, what was it like when Mary was treasuring those words and pondering them in her heart? What was going on around her? Can anybody imagine what was going on that morning? What had, what had been happening? Anyone? <laughs> You've heard it so many times, your mind has gone blank. There's a census, so they're all traveling to Bethlehem because this is where they're to be, have their census taken. It's a, it was a census year like this year was a census year. And they're going back there because they're descended from royal blood. So here they are going to give birth to this son who is of royal descent, and they're going home. They're visited by shepherds, right? What did you say? Say that again. Discomforts. So here they are going back to be registered. They're of royal descent, and they're in discomfort. I mean, Mary's giving birth to a child, and there's nowhere for them to have give birth privately. So they find, some people say it might have been a cave, or somewhere where the animals lived. So a cave or a stable somewhere in the Middle East, in Bethlehem. And there were shepherds. What were shepherds like? Poor, dirty. What does somebody else say? Loners. (laughs) Totally loners. And they're the ones who received this good news. So here they are in this dirty stable with all these dirty shepherds coming to give them this good news. Now the shepherds heard it, the wonderful words of the angels, glory to God in the highest heavens and peace to the, God's people on earth. I bring you good news of great joy. Do you think the shepherds said it like that? I don't think so. They were foul-mouthed loners who were dirty and, and, and grungy. Yes, most likely that is what they were like. And that, those are the people who greeted the baby Jesus for the first time. And Mary treasured those words and pondered them in her heart. All of these things going on around them, the realities of the world, the realities of childbirth. And Mary was treasuring the words and pondering them in her heart. In September, I had the great privilege of going to a place where a child had been born. 
And I hadn't been to a place where a child had just been newly born since my sister had been born 26 years ago. I received a phone call on Thursday afternoon. The baby is on her way. We want you to come give this baby a blessing, so be ready. And Thursday night passed, and it was Friday. And Friday passed, and the baby was not yet born. And Saturday morning came, and that baby, after 36 hours of labor, was finally born. So I went to the hospital. Brian is, this is Brian and Larissa. Some of you know them and their baby Aurora. I went to the hospital excited to see this newborn baby and having no idea what I was going to be walking into. I guess I had in my mind what it would be like at the sight of the birth of a child. And I had it all wrong. I thought there'd be a lot of uh, a buzz going around and everything would be all exciting and, and wonderful. And I walked in and I knew they'd be exhausted. So I thought, okay, they're going to be really excited or they're going to be asleep. And they were somewhere in the middle. They were pondering, exhausted, thinking about all that had just happened. I thought I was going to hear the story of the birth. But I just heard about this moment that they were in in that moment, pondering the wonder of this child, pondering what was to come. And I understood the words of the gospel a little bit better when it said Mary pondered all of these things in her heart, treasured the good news. In a way, Every single one of us in this room right now gave birth this year. (laughs) My husband just went. (laughs) Make sure you're awake. Every single one of us gave birth to a new year. We were filled with anticipation and expectations last Christmas as we entered into the new year. We had hopes. Some of those hopes came to fruition. Some of them were dashed. All of us encountered new challenges. Perhaps we battled sicknesses or saw those in our lives struggling. We labored through this year. And here we are this morning, invited to ponder with Mary. Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. What do we have to ponder this morning? I think there's something for everybody. Perhaps you find yourself this morning in a place of awakened joy, something like the psalmist was experiencing in Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the whole earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare it among all the peoples. Declare it, all these wonders. Is this where you find yourself this morning? In a place of excitement and joy? I think sometimes our excitement and joy at Christmas can just spin out of control. How can you ponder 
in your heart joy. How might you respond with the trees who are clapping their hands with shouts of joy in a ponderous way this Christmas morning? And maybe you're not like the psalmist at all this morning. Maybe you've come through a dark year. You're not feeling awakened at all, and you've come here in a cloud. Isaiah speaks a word of hope for you this Christmas morning. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. It's a promise that those who have walked in darkness in years past, they have seen great light and hope and found salvation beyond the places of dismal darkness. And you who walk in darkness are promised that great light. That light that's a wonderful counselor to guide you when you feel lost. A mighty God to lift you up when you feel weak. The everlasting Father who is always there for you even when your family and your other relationships are broken. And the Prince of Peace when everything is at war without and within. We come to this place amid a world that is sad and dark at times. And sometimes that sadness and darkness is in our hearts. But a light is born within you. Whether you see it yet or not, there is the hope that that light will be made manifest more fully. How might you ponder the promise of light and hope in the darkness without and within this Christmas morning? And maybe, as you came here this morning, you're wondering if you even deserve to be here. You're looking for grace. The letter to Titus this morning speaks to the salvation that Jesus brought into the world and brings to us. It begins by saying of Jesus, for the grace of God appeared. The arrival of God in human form brings us this promise that we are worthy and acceptable. Our mission statement speaks to that. To know and to unconditionally share God's unfailing love. For the grace of God appeared. Jesus came and was made manifest among the human race as an incarnate being so that we might know that we are worthy, that we are acceptable. How might you ponder that you are worthy of the grace of God this Christmas morn. And maybe you've come here this morning and you're looking for a challenge. You've known the light of Christ, the hope and the darkness. You've experienced joy in your past. You know that you are loved by God and that your heart is filled with grace, but you're looking for the next step. 
that letter to Titus doesn't stop. It says that because we are filled with the light of Jesus Christ, every single one of us in this room, no matter where we came from, we are called to move forward, to live a God-filled, God-honoring life. There's a paraphrase of the Bible called the message. It says it like this. This new life is starting right now. Christ offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. How might you ponder the invitation to join with our incarnate God in living a God-filled life, energetic in goodness? And Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. What are the words you are meant to ponder this Christmas morning? Are they the words of the new song of great joy? The words of light in the darkness? The words of abundant and surprising grace? Or that invitation to a God-filled, God-honoring life? May each of us join Mary in the stable this morning, listening for the good news of great joy to all people, pondering these words in our hearts. Amen.